Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Welcome to the It's Karmic podcast with me, your host, Vika Bradford. It's been a little bit of time since I've sat down and recorded a podcast. Um, The winter solstice came and I decided that I would take time to go inward and not work from the winter solstice to uh, the end or New Year's um, in the modern sense of the word. And then from there, everything just kind of (laughs) exploded Um, with all the energies going on, the Venus retrograde, the shadow of Mercury retrograde, the square of Uranus and Saturn, um, and just so much solar activity, solar flares. Um, Everyone got sick in the entire world, I swear, um, with these ascension symptoms and Yeah, I uh, took that time off. I had a beautiful holiday and then I got sick as a dog. And so I am kind of coming back to myself in the last couple days. um, And I'm finally feeling myself. I'm feeling realigned. But it was an interesting period of time because during this Capricorn phase that we're in, I felt this pressure to be on, to be doing the work. But physically and mentally, I couldn't show up for that work. I didn't have the capacity to be on or to be working or to be teaching or offering. Um, It was very interesting to watch myself in this allowance of going inward and not working, but the battle that kind of happened within me to say, Uh, My business is just going to fall apart overnight. These couple weeks off are going to end everything. Um, And then it even arrived at this place of like, what is my purpose and why am I doing what I'm doing? So I'm coming out of a very introspective period, a very internalized period. It felt like its own personal retrograde. And as we're still in Mercury retrograde and Venus retrograde, and we have all this energy going on, Uh, Uranus is stationing direct as I'm speaking to you right now. Um, There is this feeling of no momentum and yet a need for momentum. And then there is momentum. And it's kind of like so much is going on that we can feel a lot of expectations on ourselves or like we're supposed to be doing something. And yet our internal system is saying, please rest. Don't do that. Don't move forward. Now is not the time. So I actually wanted to come on and talk to you today about something that's been on my mind or something that's been arising within me, which is that often the doors closing that we have in our lives, we we have these doors, they close, you know, and we think it's the end and we think it's the end of the world when these doors close or when uh, we hit chaotic moments or, um, situations that we don't necessarily feel are in our best interest in the moment, but these doors are often 
actually portals into our highest self, into the next version of ourself. And I've been reflecting on those doors within my life and those uh, moments of closing, those moments of ending, and how in them I thought I would never get over this loss. I would never be able to process being without, say, this person or being without an, an energy or something being in my life, um, be it a place that I lived or whatever it was, um, and how those moments are actually such intense portals for me into the next highest version of myself. I wanted to reflect on that and tell you guys a little story from my past that really echoes the sentiment that we are being realigned all the time, even in our most uncomfortable moments, even in the hardest points in our life where we think that everything has fallen apart and there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Those moments are often the defining moments into finding the highest version of where we're headed if we allow so much unfolding and I mean they're gonna they're gonna redirect you whether you allow it or not um, so can we come into more of an allowing to really accept these moments of change so years ago uh, in 2014 I finally decided I was going to take the leap and move to British Columbia um, if you know me now you know that's where I live um, but at the time, I had felt the call to move to the mountains for a long time. But there was so much fear around taking that step, around having enough money, having enough security. How do I find a place when I move there? Who will help me? How do I get a vehicle? How do I get around? There was so much fear within me around taking that leap. Um, and I am a risk taker. I am the kind of person who just says, let's do it. Let's not worry about the consequences. Let's just dive in. I do worry about the consequences a little bit, but I am more prone to just jump in and go for something. So I lied to you. It was 2013. <laughs> okay, it wasn't 2014. It was 2013. So in 2013, I had broken up with a guy that I absolutely adored. Um, wonderful human being. And he was really this portal for me personally into the idea that I actually did want to fall in love. Up until that point, I hadn't really allowed love into my life. I mean, I had been in love, uh, but I didn't want love. I didn't want this partnership. I didn't want to allow anyone into my sphere. And this beautiful soul had opened me up to um, the idea that love could be easy and beautiful and wonderful. And when I broke up with him, I was absolutely devastated and shattered. And so I wanted to run. Um, and I thought at that point that finally this would be the time I go to BC and I could get away and I would never have to see him again. Maybe I'd never have to think of him again. Um, and so I, I made it happen. I got an amazing connection through my sister um, to actually find an apartment in Victoria. I found all the things I needed. At the time, I did have a little puppy and I had my flight booked with my puppy carrier and my, my uh, ticket for my dog to come on the plane with me. Everything was set. And I was, I was ready to go, or so I thought. And then my mom 
connected in with me. We hadn't talked for three years, which is another story for a whole other time, but we hadn't talked for three years. And so we were in a reconnecting point and she asked me to go to Miami with her for a vacation. We're going to go see some family friends and then go and actually just live it up in Miami. And so we planned this trip. And I think two or three weeks after the trip, I was leaving for British Columbia. We go to Miami, we have this amazing trip, we live it up, and I meet a guy, of course. And this guy seemed wonderful and like everything I ever wanted. He was beautiful, he was French. I, I, I went all in on this. And I decided that since I had no commitment to British Columbia, I was going to drop everything and change my ticket and move to Miami to be with this guy. Crazy, I know. This is <laughs> the risk taker that exists within me. So I take this deep dive and I sell everything I own pretty much. I put some stuff at my sister's. I give some stuff to another friend. Um, put my car in my mom's driveway for her to sell and I just go. I just go to Miami with a suitcase and <laughs> the, the dream that this will all work out. I get to Miami and within a week of being with this, this guy, I absolutely hated it. I was in complete unalignment with him. I, we made no sense together. He drove me crazy. Um, we were not in a great living situation. I found it was way harder to get a job under the table than I thought it would be. I was bartending at the time and it was just not what I expected. It was not what my mind had ideally created and hoped would uh, happen when I got to, to Miami. I, I guess I was living in a fantasy and when I got there, the fantasy truly collapsed. So all of this happens and I realize after about three weeks or a month, I can't remember how long, that I need to go back to Canada. This is not working. I, I have to go home. I'm basically out of money at this point. Uh, because I'm not making any money and I was spending way more than I should have been and it just turned into a glorified vacation with someone I didn't want to be with. So long story short, I go home and I try to reestablish my life again, okay? Uh, I realize I've got nowhere to live because I gave up my apartment, I've got no money left um, and everything crumbles and I have to move in with my Oma and Opa. Okay, so I'm 23 and I am back with my Oma and Opa living like I'm a child again in a small room and uh, it was just a lot. Okay, so my whole vision of life had crumbled um, and so through this period, uh, my puppy passed away from stomach issues at five months old. I had no money left. I lost everything and I felt like the world was caving in. I had nowhere to live except with my grandparents. I was just absolutely hitting rock bottom and it was so deep and so hard. And at that point, I didn't know what I was going to do or where I was going to go or how I was going to live. And it was in this that there was so much redirection over the next year. I ended up with a guy that I was not meant to be with, 
a very unhealthy relationship. I moved to Mississauga. I was living with him, hating my life. He was hating his life. Um, I lost my best friend in this process. Um, I lost everything. I mean, I was out of money. I was out of everything. And after I'd moved out with that guy to Mississauga from my grandparents, I then had to move back in with my Oma and Opa <laughs> after all of this. And once again, I was back at rock bottom, you know, through this whole year period, I would kind of hit rock bottom, tried to climb myself out of it in the complete wrong way, complete misaligned way, and then hit rock bottom again. And so I'm back. And I had to make a choice at that point when I was living in Mississauga with this, this guy that was completely wrong for me. Do I go back to where I was from originally, where I was escaping from to go to British Columbia or Miami? Do I go back to the job I was in? Do I go back to the security of the pub I'd been working in for seven years? Do I go back to everything I once knew, but I knew was in complete misalignment for who I was? That's what I was leaving, right? Do I go back to all of that, back to the apartment I knew, back to everything? Or do I go to my Oma and Opa's again and try and live different, try and find something different? And so I did. I picked Hamilton and I ended up where my whole family was, where I had support. And I went into a completely different life. And so in all of this, I'm thinking the world is ending. This is awful. Look at my life. It's so terrible. I'm living with my Oma and Opa. I'm working at another bar that I absolutely hated with a very mean boss. And I am just completely hitting the deepest, deepest rock bottom I've ever hit. And I'm living in a city I don't know with people I don't know, and I'm so alone. But, but in all of this, when I landed there and I started to just kind of allow the process of choosing something different to unfold, I found yoga I met my husband, I was doing music. I never would have done the music the way I did it if I had gone back to where I was before. I began to expand myself. I began to fall in love with that city. I found the start of the unfolding I've been in for so long now, for almost 10 years. In this process, I had to accept that all those doors that closed, if I had stayed in Miami, I never would have found yoga. I never would have found my music. I never would have found Josh, my husband. <laughs> if I had gone to British Columbia, I never would have found any of those things either. I'd be a completely different person. The realignment of me planning to go to British Columbia and being realigned to Miami, knowing that Miami would redirect me back to Canada, which would redirect me back to living with my Oma and Opa, which would redirect me back to finding my husband, my career, my creative passions. And then all of that, once it was in alignment, allowed me to finally move full circle, to British Columbia. 
so we have this idea that there are these pitfalls and that the universe is out to get us or that things are random. But really, they're so interconnected when we look back on our lives, when we look back on the portals that got us into the places that we're in, in our highest and happiest and most fulfilled versions of ourselves, there were these moments of constant universal redirection, right? Like the universe really does have your back. I know it's cliche to say that, but when you look back at your life, and tap into where you are now, how many things had to redirect you to keep you shifting toward the path that you have found. And then reflect on those moments now, as we're in a very difficult period of time in the world, as we're seeing so much division and hardship and segregation and aggression and hate and all these really hard energies. Can we tap into the redirection universally that's happening, the redirection that collectively is happening? Because we are seeing as each step is taken in this tyrannical insanity that's going on, it is some sort of redirection into awakening the masses. And we see this within ourselves, we see this in the collective, we see this within everything right? It's like the planets, the cosmos are in a constant state of redirecting us. I mean, right now in this Mercury retrograde, we're in a redirection. In this Venus retrograde, we're in a redirection. In all of the squares of Saturn and Uranus over the last year or so, a little more, um, all of 2021, however, it was a constant redirection, redirecting us toward our highest and collective path, redirecting us on our internal and personal journeys and can we tap into the fact that these moments of hardship though they are hard and though we we can experience such turmoil and fear they are such beautiful moments to guide us to where we're meant to go personally and collectively i mean the amount of magic I have witnessed as the world is truly starting to come together to see that we don't want to live the way we've been taught to live. We're seeing this mass unfolding of awakening to our divinity, our sensuality, our pleasure, our awareness of being here in the 3D, of what we're being fed, of what we're being fed mentally, of what we are allowing to happen on this earth. I mean, it is this pivotal, pivotal redirection constantly happening in order to help us exalt ourselves and help us realign and come back into the most full divine beings we can be. And it's interesting because I'm reading a book right now. It's called Journey of Souls, I believe. I can't think of the author. Uh, but it's all about um, the, the space between lives. You know, where do we go between uh, living, dying, and then reincarnating? And he talks about the level of souls and how there is a, a few different levels. And the highest level of soul, he, he doesn't find a lot of them. 
He doesn't, um, he doesn't work with a lot of people that are on this high level of soul because he imagines there aren't that many of them. And he was speaking about how, um, from what he's deduced and, and basically looking at the world, he can kind of figure out that the majority of souls on this earth are young souls, young souls that either haven't learned their lessons or just beginning to learn their lessons. And that's where so much hate and divide comes from, right? It's these young souls that haven't done the work, haven't learned the lessons, haven't been through the trials enough to understand that life is here to support us, that the, the earth is an abundant, beautiful place to be in. And so I think that's why we're seeing so much of this hate and divide and why we've always seen it on earth is because there is such an abundance of young souls learning how to love, learning how to unify, learning the bliss state and the connection and how we can greater support each other as a collective, right? And there seems to be right now this massive rippling of these higher level souls, I wouldn't say the highest level soul, maybe like somewhere in the middle, um, kind of all awakening together. Like it's like we all came and incarnated at a certain period of time so that we could help these younger souls, we could help the ascension process so that we could help really move the world forward into a more beautiful, unified version. Uh, we are awakening the masses and it's impossible not to see it. So can these young souls sort of find, find the beauty, find the love, find the acceptance, find the tolerance that older souls have been learning for so many lives, you know? Um, and that's not to say that all of them will because there will be a lot that don't. There will be a lot that choose hate, that choose um, choose to stay in these darker places. But just knowing that we are in a constant state of realignment, we have our personal states of realignment, and that means these young souls also are in states of realignment, right? They're on their journey, learning what they intended to learn. And through that, that might include darker aspects or harder aspects or hate or discrimination, uh, all these energies. So my invitation to you is really coming into uh, a witness state about the portals you have been provided with through the hardest points of your life, right? These redirection points, these gifts of um, realigning you to your path and noticing the beautiful patterns that the universe provides in order to keep you sort of continuing toward your highest self and how we can fall off. We can fall off our path. We can lose our footing. Um, but the universe is always there to assist us and help us get back to our goals, our, our moments, our beautiful aligned activations. Um, and maybe in this, we can find a little more trust, a little more faith in the unfolding of our lives, knowing that it's never going to look the way we envision it in our minds. It's never going to look the way we see the manifestation in our brains. We might get moments, we might get um, close to those, uh, but we aren't able to see the big picture. And so trusting in this constant state of realignment trusting in these portals, trusting in the doors closing, 
um, and really coming into love for those doors that do close, honoring, being grateful, noticing, accepting, releasing, and then looking forward with hope and optimism that these doors closed so that we could be guided toward beautiful new portals of unfoldment, of awakening, of love, and of finding our highest selves. So that's all I have for you today. Short and sweet and a little story about my life and my process and how I got to this place, part of it. Um, so I'll leave you with the invitation to join me this Saturday for a workshop, a masterclass, all about harnessing your sun sign and how the sun sign can be sort of a energy that we disconnect from or we operate in the lower octaves of because it is a destiny point that we are learning to master. So if you want to join me this Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, that's January 22nd, head to the link in the show notes and sign up. Join me for this beautiful, beautiful workshop where we're going to uncover your fuel in this life and how you can feel more fulfilled, more aligned, and more on your destiny, your true path. I'm sending you so much love from the snowy mountains today. Have a beautiful, beautiful day.